All right. Well, we are at 5.30 and we have quorum, so we're going to get started. Uh, we do have a new Commissioner Cole who was appointed on Tuesday, so this is their first meeting. Um, and we'll do some introductions at the end of the agenda, but just wanted to do a who is this person joining us on the commission <laughs> uh, at the start. So uh, with that, if you wouldn't mind just, we're gonna do a roll call if you just say your name into the mic so that we have it. Sure, Christina Walu Reynolds. Deanna Thoman. Carl Brown. Jordan Sellergren. Kevin Boyd. Cole Eckhart. Margaret Beck. All right, we've got the call to order and roll call. Item C is public discussion of anything not on the agenda. I don't know if we've got some folks. If you just wanna come up and um, if you wouldn't mind signing. No, we're on the agenda. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind just um, signing in for the minute taker and then I'll put the date on the sheet here I'll put it on that's fine yeah I think just the name is the Hi, my name is Amy Kretkowski and I live here in Iowa City at 714 North Johnson Street and I am woefully ill-prepared for this meeting. So please feel free to cut me off at any point. Um, if you're not going to run the clock, I'll just uh, no, keep yappering. we're not, not going to run the clock. We don't have a whole lot of public comment, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wow. Okay, I'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll welcome it. Yeah, I'll, thank you. I'll try, I'll, tr I'll try to keep this brief. I'm here to ask for your support in preserving the historic and iconic city park pool. Um, I don't know if you, you may have heard about the efforts that have been underway for both the Robert A. Lee and the City Park Pool. I think the Robert A. Lee people have been very well organized and, uh, and getting a lot of, you know, oomph. And the City Park Pool people, we've been busy swimming. <laughs> so, um, but th this pool is, um, it, it, it means a lot to this community. It has been here for now 70 three years. Um, it was initially supposed to be built in 1941, but the World War II sort of put a kibosh on things. Um, in 1949, I'm sorry, no, I need to go back a little bit. It was in 1947 that a little boy uh, drowned in the Iowa River. He was actually playing um, at Lower City Park area when the river uh, flooded, and he drowned um, because he didn't know how to swim and his friends were with him, and they didn't know how to swim. And there were bystanders who were watching, and they didn't know how to swim. So the Daily Iowan actually got this, uh, they, they put a push together for the city council to really reinvigorate building a pool back, you know, building a pool again in, in City Park Pool. And they finally got that done in 1949. Um, so it, it, the, the pool was built on tragedy, yes, but on the hope that this wouldn't happen again and that every kid in this community would learn how to swim. And that's sort of a stated goal of Parks and Rec, and it's really a goal of this pool. I don't know how many of you here are swimmers, if you enjoy the pool at all. It is such an incredibly special place. Um, it's a beautiful, iconic, classic design. It's got nine 50-meter lap lanes. It is one of only two 
pools in Iowa that have the 50 meter outdoor lap lanes, which is very important for kids to learn how to you know, swim distance, but also to learn how to swim in deep water. Um, there's a very large diving well, deep water diving well, that accommodates water polo. There are two on, on either side, there are 25 uh, yard sections that are shallower that accommodate aqua size, uh, water aerobics, lessons happen there, water walking, and just general splashing about. Um, the pool has maintained its classic, iconic, gorgeous design since 1949. Um, and I, I took a picture, and I think Sherry has it, I took a photo of, there's a plaque. Um, in, if you walk into the pool, the bathhouse, like the first, right when you go in, there's a plaque, and it says that Ned Ashton was involved in the design of, of, the, original, of the original pool. That design, that layout has not changed. And the, the, um, when the Parks and Rec Department started um, you know, looking into you know, doing surveys and finding out what people wanted in their pools, this community overwhelmingly said that they wanted to retain the historic character and feel of the city park pool, that they wanted to retain the current footprint, that they wanted to keep the existing lanes. Um, but really, it was a lot of the feedback that they were getting was about, you know, we want to keep this historic feel of this pool and the historic nature and character of the pool. Um, and parks, so they've come up with some concept drawing um, and have actually voted to recommend to city council to replace the pool. And it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's quite sad for those of us who love this pool. Um, and you know, considering the age of the pool um, and, and that it has been this iconic feature of this community for such a long time, and it draws people not just from Iowa City, but from all over. I spoke to a gentleman there this summer whose father was on the city council that decided to build the pool. And he lives in northern Iowa, and he drives down here every summer to swim at that pool because he feels like it's his family pool. I spoke to a woman who lives in Missouri, and she comes up here every summer because her parents had their first date at that pool in the 50s. And so there, there's a lot of history at the pool, and there's a lot of learning of you know, swimming by young kids that will go away if this pool is changed into something else. It's, um, it's a beautiful, wonderful, peaceful place, and it, it has a, it's had a, a very uh, a wonderful impact on this community. And I really, really hope that you can get behind recommending some sort of historic designation that would preserve the current design layout of the existing pool. Thank you, Amy. I just, we don't have a lot of public comments, so I just want to both remind our commissioners and, and you, we're not really in a position, the public comment is sometimes unsatisfying to the public because while I, we can listen, we can't, we can't discuss until it's on an agenda item. Okay. Um, so I think we can ask, we, we could certainly ask questions, but I think we need to avoid 
our own conversations among the commissioners. And then you could suggest and then we have it. And then we can put it on a, a potential future agenda. So that, that would be great. So that we can talk about it and the yep. public knows in advance. So if other people want to come up and, and talk, yeah. you know, we have to make sure it's an agenda item before we discuss it as a commission. Yeah, so yeah. I just yeah. want to kind of be mindful of that. But I think we're all right to ask questions if there are some. I do have a question uh, to clarify. Do you, is there like an urgency? Is there? Yes, I think there is. I'm, and I and I wish I could tell you the date, but you know, I've spoken at a couple of the city council meetings, and we don't know when it's going to be voted on. The 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 urgency in my mind, I, I had initially heard that the city council was going to vote on this in September, this month. Um, they only have one, they, it wasn't on the agenda the other night, and I haven't seen the agenda for the end of the month. I, I, I doubt that it's going to happen this month, but I don't know. There was an article in the Daily Iowan uh, just the other day where the director of Parks and Rec said, and, 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 and I quote, that construction on the new pool is going to start in 2025, and it will cost over $6 million. So Parks and Rec, they've, they've, they've made up their mind, and as far, but as far as I know, the city council has not voted on this. So I, I think there is some urgency um, in terms of really just you know, putting the brakes on, on city council and, and knowing that, um, that this, is not, this is not something that the community wants. I neglected, I, I forgot one thing that's a pretty important thing. I have gathered at this point well over 900 names on petition to, for people who want to keep the current design of City Park Pool, the current design footprint layout historic character of it as well. I don't know if that impacts your decision. Um, I presented that, the petition with those signatures, and, and stuff is still coming in. It's not just me gathering. You know, there, there are several people who are gathering uh, names. So it's, you know, at this point, it's over, well over 900. Um, you know, primarily Iowa City, I would say probably 95% Iowa City residents. Some are, you know, we use um, you know, North Liberty and Coralville and Iowa City, we, we, we sort of all work together in our, in our swimming, taking care of our swimming needs, right? So, you know, kids, you know, families with young, really young kids, if they want to, you know, just like play and, you know, with the, you know, spray features and stuff, maybe they'll go out to North Liberty or Coralville. And people who want to swim and maybe have their, you know, kids use their imaginations will stay, you know, right here in, in City Park. So, um, but yes, I, I think there, it, there's urgency. Mm -hmm. I wish I could tell you uh, like when they're going to vote on it, but it's, uh, you know, the, the fact that the, the Parks and Rec director said that construction's going to begin in 2025. I know they've got existing capital funding set aside for to design in 2024 to pay a designer a half a million dollars. I got an easy way to save the city half a million dollars. Let's keep the current design. Are there other other questions? I, I suspect that we will, when we get to our commission discussion, add this to a future agenda as, as early as next month, but we, we can't talk about it until we get there. Yeah, so. yeah, sure. Can I give you, um, you know, if I may, and I don't know if you, uh, oh, let's see, did I bring this? Uh, 
Oh, here. Yeah, I do have uh, extra copies. If you wanted of the most recent letter to, that I sent to City Council, would would you like hard copies? Sure. I think of, we could we could share those, and then we can when we talk. Uh, assuming that it is on a future agenda, we could include that. Um, yeah, this the is the last, um, and this has information from the engineering firm that that was hired to conduct. Um, a, a, a study um, of what 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 what's necessary to to make repairs. For the known problems, there are the the pool needs to be fixed. There's problem. There are problems with it. It's you know old pools need to be fixed. Um, you know, but but that's there's that's no reason to 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 toss out the pool with the pool water. You know, you can we can keep it, and there are communities um, all over the country that have pools that are as old or older that really celebrate and cherish these iconic pools. Um, and if and it's, that's actually in my first letter to city council, I identified a bunch of pools, including the one in Decorah that is from 1939, that's on the National Register of Historic Places, and the one up in Cedar Rapids that was built in 1941. So it's not like, you know, this is the oldest pool and it has to be tossed out just because it's old. Sorry. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, thank you very much. Sherry, I don't know if you're also going to... So is this... Sorry. Sherry, I'm sorry. You either need to... You can... Oh, yeah. Can I just add one more thing? Yes. So, and, and I think that's part of that is in, in, in there. Um, the, so the engineering report, the very first item of the engineering report says um, that the city should hire a structural engineer to figure out what's wrong, to, to determine to, or to evaluate the concrete pool vessel, the main structure. Um, we've been told that it's leaking 30,000 gallons a day. That's a lot. I don't know where that water's going, but okay, be that as it may. Maybe it's leaking 30,000 gallons a day. The second item on the, the, the engineering firm's report said that the city should perform leak detection testing, and that would cost four to $6,000. I will write them a check right now. Mm -hmm. Get that testing done. It's important. If it's leaking 30,000 gallons a day, and it would take four to $6,000 to figure out where the leak is coming from, Let's figure out where the leak is coming from. The known problems, which are in that letter, the known problems, the total amount to, to fix the, all the known problems with the pool, $573,000 is what it would take, according to the engineering firm. And of course, that doesn't include the unknown problems of the concrete pool vessel and the unknown problems of where the leak is coming from. But it's going to cost millions and millions and millions of dollars to replace that pool, to tear the existing pool out and put in something new. And I, I really think that you know th this community really does appreciate the historic value and feel of this pool, and that's why I wanted to bring it to, to you guys' attention, because, well, you know, you're the Historic Preservation Commission, so, you know, I would think that you would, you know, kind of appreciate that as well. Thank you very much. I will, once we get to the commission discussion items, we'll let you know what we decide on terms of a future agenda item. Great, thank you so much. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I have a similar position as Amy presented and 
I think, and I'm Sherry DeGraw, I think you guys know me from Historic Preservation last two months ago. Um, I'm thinking about the functionality of the pool within the context of Upper City Park, which I look at it as a historic setting, and the combination of the classic pool design with the tall, I think there are oak trees and a variety of Midwestern tall trees. That setting is so lovely. It works well with the North Side neighborhood. It works well with Manville Heights. Many of the people I've gone around and with the petition that Amy mentioned, and I gathered names, and I approached people when they were standing outside their house and asked, um, I have a picture of the, the, the new design that the city is presenting, the Parks and Recs group is presenting, um, if they like the city park pool the way it is, or if they would prefer um, some of the things going on in the redesign, which is, an area that to me looks mostly like it's very suitable for kids that are eight years old and under and maybe their parents playing with them in a supervised way. It lacks an area where teenagers, college students and other adult, adults would want, I just don't see them wanting to cut through either wing where there would be little kids playing with their parents to get into the center of the pool and then enjoy the pool. If um, sprayers and I guess a, a little current pool area within the pool, larger pool, is added. It's once again noisy or things that are little kid attractions. And the community pool that works for so many people is reduced to something that works for a subset of people, which is, I think, mostly moms or caretakers and little kids. And we do have that performing great in Coralville and North Liberty. And there are people in Coralville and North Liberty who say, we go to City Park Pool because we don't want that kind of pool. The noise is too much. Um, there's a tranquility. There's the community where you can kind of people watch and just be in a nice kind of historic community pool. So with the, the way that I've looked at it is, with the historic cabins on one end, I guess the east side, the historic pool in Upper City Park with the beautiful trees. And I think Ned Ashton is one of the people who helped design and engineer the pool. And then the Ashton house down the way, it's just a nice, you know, there's two bookends and the City Park pool in the Upper City Park is the, the there there for some of these nice historic things that we've already taken care of. Um, I know that there's a side of the reports for why we need the new pool that says it's not um, family oriented. I think there are ways to preserve the classic pool design and do things maybe by expanding the, the kiddie pool or there are just other solutions that if smart minds put time to it, they can preserve the classic pool and then make it family friendly in other ways. And I would advocate that even if it comes down to we have to drill out all this concrete, put it in the landfill and pour a new pool. I would still advocate keep the classic pool design that was started in 1947, 1949, because so many people use that community space 
it fits with the college community. Um, despite what some people say about college kids going to the reservoir to drink and boat, I think the city needs to provide a space that's outdoors during summertime that college kids and teens will want to go to to cool off and do something healthy. Um, I think I covered it, unless... I just want to, I, I think the... the, the, the Amy, I'm sorry, you got either... You can, you can come up here and oh, add. Sorry. Sorry. I think I have to go drive someone to trombone lessons now. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to, I think the, the notion that city park pool is not family friendly is not, can, is not accurate. If you go there on any open swim um, during the summer, you'll see tons of families and, you know, kids splashing about and people having a lot of fun. City Park Pool is open less than three months out of the year with kind of funky hours. And in less than three months out of the year with kind of funky hours, it has almost as much usage, reported usage, um, as, as Mercer. It has more usage than Robert A. Lee. So, and it's not just... You know, th there are lap swimming hours, and then there's open swim, where there are lots of kids splashing around and playing. There are lesson times for lessons. There are kids diving, and, and you see a lot of, you know, young kids who are looking at the bigger kids who are diving into the pool, you know, the diving well, and they want to, you know, when can we go in there? But I don't think it's, I don't think it's not family friendly at all. Um, I, I think if you go there, you'll see that, that there are families um, and, you know, swimmers and splashers of all ages really enjoying, you know, the peaceful, quiet, lovely, wonderful, gorgeous pool. Thank right. you. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, Sherry. I guess maybe the one thing is when you think about the some um, money needing to go towards looking at what's causing the leak, would that be something that historic preservation could then ask council? Would you would council request parks and recs, parks and rec, to pay for that analysis before just moving forward on a new design? Um, I was trying to think. Well, what can preservation do? Um, maybe that would be something that could be requested of council. Okay, <laughs> I gotta go. Thank you. Bye. All Thanks right. to you both. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. <clears throat> All right. We've got you guys are here for the agenda item, correct? I just want to make sure you're. You're, you're not, you are here for an agenda item, yes. correct? Okay, great. All right, we've got um, public discussion meeting not on the agenda done, and then up to item D, the certificate of appropriateness uh, for 829 Kirkwood. Okay, 829 Kirkwood Avenue is um, landmark located here, uh, just south of the railroad tracks on Kirkwood and Keokuk. Uh, this is a shot of the front of the house at one point in time. I have a mixture of shots of this house from a variety of different <laughs> decades. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we're looking at basically a hip roof. There's a projecting front two-story gable here with a projecting two-story bay with a flat roof. There's a flat roof front porch that wraps around another projecting gable on the side. This is the north face of the house. Um, we are talking today about the garage. There is a long history on this house. I wrote some of it in um, the staff report. But um, today we're talking about the garage, which if you're on um, Keokuk is this little structure back here. Uh, one of the things that we do just for the new commissioners, I mean, we've done a few garages recently, is we do look at the garage and we generally approve the fact that we'll take it down. In this case, it's not about uh, condition so much as location and um, lack of usability, which is also a 
legitimate uh, reason for approving a demolition on a garage. Um, this is the site area. As some of you may know, there was an alley that um, they was owned by the city and they went through the process to uh, purchase that from the city. And so it's all one lot. The um, assessor site just hasn't been updated with that. It takes them a while. So here's the house. This is that north face that we were looking at and the wraparound porch is here. And here is that little garage. Um, just because it's interesting, this happens to be the 1933 Sanborn fire insurance map. This is the earliest map to show this area. We see the house, two-story dwelling, wraparound. Um, this would be the wood shingle roof, the little circle. There is a two-story addition on the back with a one-story addition off of that. And there was an open porch along the side. Here's that alley and then here's the garage. At this time, there were no other uh, houses in this uh, portion of the block. There was a little workshop and, and stuff in this corner. Um, this is a map that we have um, upstairs and it's the 1933 map that has been updated over time by staff through the 60s and 70s. This shows the house uh, in the color maps, we can tell that it's brick because it's pink and the wood porch because it's yellow. The little garage is still here. And you can see pasted over the ghost of the little workshop, these houses were added in 1955. And so that's why they were updated. And the garage is, is still here at this time. Here are some shots of the garage. We know that it became an artist studio and then this um, little addition was added to the side because it was originally just re rectangular. Um, just some general shots. It's not in good condition. The applicant had done some work on it just to keep it standing, uh, but it's, it's not suitable for the use. Um, the property, it's a large house. It obviously hasn't had a carriage house, but it would be a suitable property for a car carriage house. Um, having a two-car garage is certainly something that um, that could be accommodated. Another thing I wanna show you is when we're looking at a location for a garage, so here we have a corner property, we have streets and we have an alley. We are always interested first off to have a garage off an alley so that we're not creating another curb cut or it's not competing with the house. And then the next uh, thing that we consider is making sure it is behind the house. With a house like this, especially since it's never really had a large garage, putting it as far back in the corner of the lot as possible is the ideal situation. That way, it does not uh, compete with the house in any way. So this is the site plan. The proposed site plan shows the house. You can see the property line. There is a required setback. On the rear here, it's just five feet the roof can overhang within that that setback and so they'll basically have a little you know uh, a, a drive entrance off the alley here um, this is showing um, the roof with the wall underneath and the roof is something that came up this uh, project had a preliminary review and so i thought you know we'll just have a brief refresher on some basic roof uh, shapes just so you're aware um, 
and I can't remember which order the slides are in, so <laughs> FYI. This is a plan of the proposed structure. I, uh, the, sl the slides about the roof come up next because, they're, uh, because it went through a little bit of a design review, there are a couple lines in here that were just leftovers. And so that's what this X and this X are indicating. But for the plan, we basically have a two-car garage with two overhead doors on the alley side. We have a couple windows on each side. Uh, these are the um, um, water diverters at the end of the downspouts. And then we have an extra space for a studio or storage or, or whatever they want. It will have another smaller overhead door, and this will face uh, Keokuk Street. There will also be a window and a passage door on this side. Okay, so roofs, just generally. Most of us are familiar with a gable roof. You know, it's the basic triangular form. If it's on a house and the, the gable end is facing the street, it's called front gabled. If it's facing the side and this is the front of the house, it's a side gabled. If you take that roof and instead of having it just slope up on the two sides, also make the ends slope up at the same pitch, you have a hipped roof. These areas that you don't have on a gable roof right here are basically called the hips. If it has a ridge like this, you can see um, it's, it has a ridge. If it didn't, it would basically be a pyramid form. And there are some, especially four squares, that do have that just pyramid form with no ridge. Um, so then we have a house here that is modeled. This happens to have that hip roof with a ridge, and then it has projecting gable uh, bays on it. And this is something that happens commonly, and it's actually uh, some, what happens on the Clark House itself. This is a drawing of a different house, though. A lot of the carriage houses that we have in town that are um, uh, well ornamented, you might say, have what you call a gable on hip roof. And basically what that is, is it's still the hip roof, but the ridge extends further, creating a flat area for a little gable. So it's basically just an extension. So this hip, if it continued up, it would end right in there. They've extended the ridge so that they can create this gable. That's what you have on all of these. So if we were to take that roof from the other drawing and extend the ridge further, you know, we could create something that has a gable on a hip roof like this. What the key to this is that um, the slope is, is always the same. On a, a gable roof, you're going to have both sides slope the same unless it's a completely different type of roof, or you're going to have that same slopes on a hip roof as well. You're not going to have one that changes in, in, unless it's been altered or something like that. The original roof for the garage was actually something that we call a Hawaiian hip, and, or one of those, that's one of the names for it. And what that means is that you have a really low slope, and then it changes to a higher slope. Um, the hip is basically in this lower part, and then this upper part is a gable. And you can see it really well in that straight-on shot here. Now, the reason that this uh, was recommended against in the design review is that part of our guidelines for garages talks about matching the house or 
other garages in the area or other garages of the same style. And so if we're looking at for a garage to have something that mimics styles we see, this is not one that at least I'm aware of there's a representative historically in town. There could be, but it would still be rare enough that for a brand new garage in a historic area, especially on the landmark, we wouldn't want to, um, we wouldn't recommend going in that direction. It would just stand out, it would be too unique. We wanna focus on the house instead. And you can see there's a different kind of roof form uh, involved in the, in the truss to make that as well. So it's been revised. We still have a very low slope roof, but now it is just a gable on hip. We continue the hip slope on all four sides. So we have a more simple truss. The ridge is extended. In fact, I drew on here some lines that show you how if the slope just continued straight up, we would just have a hip roof that looked like that without these little bits. But this is where the ridge is extended to make a gable on hip. So anyway, the garage proposed, uh, here we see a 3D rendering of it. We have the two overhead doors, the windows on this side. Here we have just the east elevation and that section through. We have both the north and south elevations will look the same. They'll have the same window pattern. And then we have the west elevation with a passage door and an overhead door. The overhead doors will be um, carriage style. We always re um, recommend that the board pattern is a composite material so that we actually have a 3D component instead of just a pressed steel door. Um, they have proposed a cement board siding, which is something that is commonly approved. It needs to be smooth. In this case, since the house is brick, it does have some um, areas of lap siding that could be matched in the lap, or the, common, the guidelines talk about a three to five inch lap. So either one of those would be fine. Typically, um, uh, when we talk about trim, we talk about just wood trim. And one of the proposals for this project is to use a cement board trim instead. It would have to be smooth. It would still have to be the true four inch dimension instead of a three and a half. But that is something, since it's not been commonly approved, that the commission would need to approve. Right now, the recommendation includes a condition to use wood trim. So if the commission would like to allow the use of cement board trim instead, they would remove that condition from the recommended motion. Similarly, um, the door here at least is pictured as a, a full light door. And the recommendation, especially since it's street facing, would be for something that's more like a historic garage door. That'd be about a half light with two or three panels below, depending on how, how large the light is. So that is another thing that's written in currently in the recommendation is a condition for approval, that if the commission would uh, allow a full light door instead, they would need to remove that condition. And so here's the recommended motion. Um, and I believe I have covered it. Great, so just a reminder of the order of events, we can now ask any kind of just clarifying questions, things we maybe didn't understand about the presentation. We'll open it up to the applicant to speak. Um, if they'd like to, they are not obligated to, and then we'll kind of stop that and then put the motion on the floor for us to discuss. 
um, and then we can kind of discuss among ourselves once we have a motion. So um, with that, just any questions for Jessica, just something maybe you, she presented that you didn't quite understand or want some clarification on. I do have some uh, a question about okay. So if the uh, siding is approved as cement board, why why the stipulation about soffits and trim? I'm just. It is just something that has not been uh, approved by the commission regularly. Mm -hmm. um, our guidelines talk about uh, wood and. Um, uh, acceptable replacement materials similarly the way they talk about siding mm -hmm. so it would not be too unusual I think it has to do more with when we're talking about a historic building that has its original materials mm -hmm. when we start replacing siding we require that the original trim remains and so in that case it always remains as wood sure and so here we are talking about a new structure um, and it could also be that in the past, there might not have been quite the same availability of materials like trim pieces that would work. Cement board, it does have to be sealed depending on it. it any cut side should be sealed because it can wick in moisture that would destroy the material just like a wood material would. And so, while you can cut cement board and it's frequently cut to length and stuff like that, actually trying to make it fit a certain trim profile is not going to be a common practice mm. or in some cases possible. Okay. So, yeah, it would just be up to the commission to decide. It, it would have the requirement that it's smooth because we know that on a historic structure they would have not they would not have had unfinished or rough wood as a trim piece. It would have been finished. The questions for Jessica? Yeah, I didn't quite catch the new area size oh. versus the old one. So there is a distinct difference, and, and I, I think that you can kind of, I think that we have a little gray line outline here that depicts the size of the original garage. It's dashed because it says existing garage to be removed. So basically we have about this size. So it's significantly larger. Yes. We go from a one car garage with a added side to a two car garage with a little extra length. And what exactly is wrong with the existing structure that it can't be repaired? It's not large enough to meet their needs. So adding an addition to a garage like this to make it a two-car garage or extra long, it is also in some disrepair. Um, say it was also turned into an artist thing yeah I, in the national register nomination for the house they even talk about the fact that in the 60s it was turned into an artist studio yeah it's small okay let's let's i feel like we're we've our questions are moving into a direction of discussion a little, just a little bit so with with that i'm going to open up the floor to our applicants <clears throat> you're you're both welcome to speak maybe just one at a time, oh, one at a time. Uh, well i mean you can like both come up but okay. just <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you, you, we, we, we don't, we have rules, but we don't always. Uh, we're you know, a little bit more relaxed. We're a little okay. more flexible than the, <laughs> the city council. Well, one of the reasons we need to build a garage is we have two enormous black walnut trees on the property, and my son's car window was broken by a walnut, and just like a month ago, my dad's car's window was broken by a walnut. So we need to protect our cars right now. I park in that little garage and my car has dents on both sides because I can barely get in the garage. And then my husband's truck is in a little tent, so it doesn't look the greatest. So, um, you know, we had an architect design this garage so that it would look good with the house, hoping that, you know, it wasn't gonna be just a basic structure. We tried to do a nice job with the design, but it just, we kind of see it as a necessity with the, you know, the walnut trees are like over 100 years old, so taking them down is not an option. So, thanks. Thank you. Hi, uh, my name is Brad Paulson. I'm co-owner with my wife of the house. Um, to your issue of why tear down the you know, existing garage, when we moved into the house, it was in such sad condition that I had to replace almost every uh, roof truss. I had to replace some of the studs in the walls, put on a new roof with new sheathing. Um, all that is done eight years ago, just so I could get it to last long enough that we could finally build a garage that would fit two cars. Mm -hmm. um, like my wife said, we, it has an eight-foot door, but the opening for the door for the garage uh, is really only about seven and a half feet. So my wife really has about four inches on either side of her car to get in, which is why it's getting scraped and dented all the time. Um, it really is ramshackle. The, the floor to the garage is uh, gravel and broken concrete. Uh, it's pretty dilapidated. Um, in, with regard to the wood siding versus the uh, cement board siding, we have found a provider, they're called LP, and I can send you a link. Um, they do make a four inch reveal uh, cement board siding smooth textured. Um, so that would be the one we would use if we would get approval for that. Um, I know that um, Jessica had recommended originally a beadboard soffit. However, the existing house does not have a beadboard soffit. It's a smooth soffit. Um, in that original picture of the house you saw with the yellow paint, I personally replaced every single board. Every single board you see up there that's painted yellow has been replaced by me as per the original specs of the house with solid wood. Those soffits are smooth. There are no beadboard in those. So that's what we hope to match and the smooth uh, soffit in the garage to mir uh, mirror what's on the house itself. That again, we propose using um, smooth textured uh, cement board. Um, that four inch revealed cement board siding comes pre-painted, um, so it would be sealed properly and it's got, a, I think, a 35 year warranty on that. So it's a good product. Um, the original roof design, just so you know, we, the architect was trying to grab the roof pitch from the existing house on the top, as well as the, the slower sloping uh, addition on the back. Um, that's why we combined the two pitches. 
but we're completely happy with the uh, revised drawing of just having one pitch on the, on the garage. Um, we do have a little bit of a problem with placement. There's not, we, because of the two walnuts trees that my wife mentioned, and we want to preserve those trees, um, there is one. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find this. <laughs> there. Uh, so you see the two circles, that one, yeah. So um, there's actually another uh, tree that's missing on, you see the parking pad up there, you to the north side of that parking pad, right there is a huge walnut tree. So that is there, and then the one by the garage. So they're massive and, they're, and we don't want to lose them. So part of the design I insisted with the architect for the garage is that we use a uh, column pier foundation instead of a, uh, a typical foundation so we don't damage the root system of that tree. Um, that leaves us with very little options for where we can actually place a garage if you want to preserve those trees, which we do. Um, all of the other houses on the uh, on either uh, the Keokuk or on Marcy have their garages facing the alley, and we're we're going to keep that obviously. Um, that setback gives us just enough t uh, space if we increase the garage doors to nine feet um, to get our cars. And I have a pickup truck for I use for work, so we need to be able to get that in there as well. So going from a seven and a half foot wide door to two nine foot doors is what we're after. The room off the back um, of the garage is just to store our lawnmower, rider mower, and uh, various other um, gardening implements and so forth. So, um, and the trim as well, we have also sourced a proper four inch cement board trim to meet your specifications there. Um, we do want to do a good job on this. You know, I spent a lot of time getting the house restored. Um, I don't really want to drop the ball now either. So, yep. Okay, that's all I have to say at the moment. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Yep. One of the reasons one of the reasons we wanted to use the cement board for the trim as well as the architect recommended is because the cement board won't need to be painted for 10, 15 years. But if we use wood trim, that would have to be painted every four years. And he just thinks that may not happen. It might just, you know, fall into somewhat disrepair because the rest of it won't be needing painting. And you had mentioned that back door was a full light. Oh, okay. That's actually a solid door. There's no glass in it at all, okay. is what it, Sanjay said. I don't know if he drew it that way, but. Yeah, he drew it as a full light, but we would recommend a half light door. Half light, okay, we could do that. So, thank you. Great, thank you. Um, all right, so let's get the motion on the floor as it exists, and, we can, and then we can discuss and amend as, as needed. Does that work for folks? All right. Oops. Go ahead, Margaret. Uh, Beck moves to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 829 Kirkwood Avenue as presented in the staff report with the following conditions. The passage door is revised to a half-light door with panels below, and the soffits and trim are revised as wood. Do you have a second? Bowman seconds. All right, now we can discuss. Okay. Just so I'm understanding. So our recommendation is that the soffit and trim are wood, but their contractor's telling them it'd be better if it was the cement board. Yep, I think that the, the recommended motion is written the way that the guidelines provide about okay. trim, and that is often, as Jessica mentioned earlier, 
related to replacement of existing trim and often not okay. on a new thing. Is there, it's <laughs> I up mean, to I us get to that it's traditionally yep. what we do. I agree I'm, that I think that, be, because it's a new structure, it's somewhat in gray area. It's somewhat unprecedented. It's, so. it's, I mean, that is a massive project to take on. They put it in the best spot. They're obviously are really caring about this. And I think they probably have a pretty good contractor given the design of that garage. Yeah, I, I would have no issues since it's a new build, like you said, going with what the contractor said and let it be cement, uh, was it cement board? Yes. I'm also comfortable with cement board here. Uh, okay, and I just had one oh, other question, something else. <laughs> I get the half light door, that's when you have some window. Mm -hmm. Given where this garage is, I would have some concerns with break-ins. People look in to see what's in a garage. When you have a solid door, that's a lot less likely um, but I don't even know if that's an issue with you. That just, cons you know, it just. We, we need to not have a conversation. What about that one? Okay. No, no, we can have the conversation with us. We can't have it with. The, okay, I'm sorry. We just, just need, need to, to, we need to <laughs> No, that's fine. We, <laughs> sorry. Okay, yeah, that would just be my concern, just where the garage is. I understand why a solid door that looks appropriate, especially with the front doors, they're all solid, no windows. There's plenty of windows on the side the door is usually the place of entry where somebody would try to get in. Um, but if the door is not such a big deal, then go with the half light door. If, but I, I, I would I would be fine with the, the cement board, especially with the design of this. It's a new build. It's a proven product. I was, I was just thinking perhaps, is this a question that we're allowed to ask the homeowners? I mean, is this, a, is this a concern for you? Have you ever had any issue with the garage before now? Is are adding windows <laughs> at all a concern? Well, I, th I think since we do have the, the windows, two sets of windows on the side, I, it kind of becomes a moot point at that, at that okay. point. Um, I, yeah, it's Iowa City, we do have crime, but it's, you know, I think the cat's already out of the bag with the windows. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, yeah, there is some crime in that area, but I, I, I'm not sure that, you know, we're not objecting to a half-light door, let's put it that way. All right, well, let's take the two items each and, and talk about them. I, I, I'm comfortable with the um, cement board as a here because it's, an, it's the other, the, the rest of the building will likely be cement board and it is a new construction. I, I understand Jessica why it's recommended this way, but I think, you know, it's up to us to have that conversation. Jessica needs to look at the guidelines and let us kind of have the leeway. And I think this is the time on that particular item that I'm comfortable with. I don't know where other folks are on that. I agree, and I agree, uh, and I'm I'm fine with the soffits matching the house as well. I think that makes sense. I, in fact, I think it's, it would be an improvement over beadboard if there's no beadboard present on the property so yeah, yeah, that wasn't that. actually under question and anymore. The, I'm sorry <laughs> so don't worry about it okay <laughs> so the so the soffits uh, as cement board uh, I'm fine with great do we have I think generally are there objections to, to that particular item that, um, and then on the other item on on the half light uh, to me, we need. We, this is a thing we normally. Uh, it, it is a half light door. I think, it, in partly because it is facing 
um, it's the street view essentially, and it, it seems like we should con continue our historic, mimicking that historic piece. So I don't know if we can, um, I, I, that's like, that, those are my thoughts about it. I agree. Uh, I think it should be half light. Me too, half light. Great. Other discussions about the general item? Jessica, with, this is a demolition, right? Do we have to approve this and then we approve the demolition? You know, we'll just approve the demolition as part of the project as long okay. as the commission realizes that the demolition of the garage is, is a part of it. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. I great. do have questions yep. about the demolition. Sure. Um, I have an old one car stall garage um, that I just squeeze into too. And of course, it's got its troubles. It's kind of bowed in places. But I love the little building. And um, I feel like there's some, some characteristics in this old garage that are really sweet. And I know we've, we've been told that it's in bad shape. I'm wondering, though, if you put all that work into it, can it be moved? Or would anybody be interested in taking it for themselves? Um, I, I wonder the same, yeah. Yeah, and but. if not, and we are going to demolish, uh, I think I see a couple of windows that might be good for the salvage barn. The door, the walkthrough door, um, I don't know if that's got some sort of, looked like it had some antique quality to it. Um, I don't know if any of those pieces could go to somebody else who might want to use them. So those are my thoughts, I guess, on the old structure. The new structure, I'm fine with, but there's something about the old structure. I don't know. It I, just... I, I agree. I think it's very charming, and it might be worth just putting it on Facebook Marketplace, you know, to see if anybody wanted to have it moved. Or, uh, I, uh, but I, again, like, I don't know to what degree that right. the damage is um, irreversible, but it is charming. <laughs> I agree. The, the other thing I would say, as we talked about the different elements, right, the the cement board, no concerns with that. It's a brand new structure, and so it makes perfect sense to me to have it be a consistent material because, gosh, that's a heck of a lot easier to maintain when you have to maintain everything the same way. Um, I'm Two things I'm, I'm a little bit less swayed by. One is the contractor's recommendation because I feel like in the time that I've been on the council and the commission, Contractors will recommend all sorts of things that may or may not align with what we as a commission would normally approve, right? So I think it's right for all sorts of reasons, but not necessarily because the, the contractor recommended it. The other part I would say is that I, I like the two-car, I don't like, but I feel that the two-car garage is an appropriate garage for a house of this size with a lot of this size, not necessarily because a homeowner's car fits better or worse into the garage that's there, right? Because by that logic, if someone happens to have a larger car than any historic garage that might exist in our property, they could say, well, my car doesn't fit, so I need to take it down and put up a bigger one, right? Whether the commission thinks that's appropriate or not. So all of that said, I agree with the project and with all of the things asked for in it, maybe just for different reasons. Jessica, can you just remind us on the, what the guidelines say about the, um, the demolition of a garage it's I mean, some of it is used some of it is i mean so disrepair is usually what we get right that is usually the it you know the, yeah, the garages so we've done recently let me say has, has been 
So the, yeah, the guidelines don't necessarily spell that out specifically, but I can look that up for you. Generally, what we suggest is if there's a historic garage and it can be adapted, added on to whatever for use, or if it's grandfathered in so that it's in a location where we can't do anything but keep that garage, then we recommend keeping it, rehabbing it. If the lot's big enough and the orientation, everything is right so that the little garage can be kept and a new garage can be built, that would be the second choice. And the third choice is putting the garage where the, the little garage is because that's the best location for it. And as far as salvage goes, we, we have never put that as a requirement. The commission could recommend that they allow, uh, they seek to allow salvage, but it's not typically something that we would put as a requirement. So. It's, I think what you just described though, Jessica, was what I was looking for. So oh, I, don't, okay. I don't, I just wanted a little, we just, sometimes, sometimes it's helpful for us. We see a lot of different, like, things that's kind of helpful to just make sure we're understanding how these fit with other other stuff. So sometimes we're just, we're learning as we go sometimes. Mm -hmm. Other thoughts? I know this garage structure was on the 1933 Sanborn maps, but when was the house built? I 1874. Think, and do we know when this garage structure was built? No, we don't know anything except for before 1933. Do we have other, can we get the motion back up, Jessica, do you mind? Yeah. So we'd need, if we're, are we, do we, I don't wanna preemptively move this along, but I, I feel like we're ready to yeah. amend. Yeah, Margaret motion. would just need to amend it if yep. she wanted to. Can we just, I think Margaret, I think you just need to amend to remove the second condition. Jessica, is that a good? Yeah, if she agrees to oh, it, yes. she can okay. hold. <laughs> <laughs> there, hmm. A separate motion could be made yep. and that one gotten rid of, or she can amend it if she agrees to and that. And Beck am amends her previous motion to remove the recommendation that the soffits and trim are revised as wood. Yep, you know, does anyone remember who seconded that? I would second that motion. The first time, and we, okay, all right. So we've got the motion here, it is as written, minus the second bullet. Does everyone know what we're voting on? Mm-hmm. Are we ready for a vote? Mm-hmm. All right. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? Mm, Oppose. Any other options? I think that's it. You, you voted, right? Yes. Okay, great. Um, okay, the motion passes. Great. Thank you very much. All right, on to item E, um, report of certificates issued by chair and staff. Uh, certificate of no material effect. Um, this house is in the Goose Town Horace Mann Conservation District, and they are removing this uh, 1950s uh, railing. It's not required by code, and it's technically an intrusion. Uh, they will keep this handrail right here. Um, this house is uh, 930 East College Street. It has a front patio instead of a porch and with a brick wall. I've been working with them for a very long time, so don't be dismayed by the photo. Um, <laughs> but there is a habit of work without a permit, but this was coming up, so we knew about it um, after it started, but it 
it's fine. Uh, they are just replaced the wall with using the same exact bricks uh, set with new mortar. They understood to use softer mortar and it's going to be, uh, or it, it's done. Um, colored to match the existing mortar. Um, there are some interesting details. There's some little uh, drainage tiles. They're carved stone that kind of look like tongues. All of that's being reused. There, um, this used to be an open kind of cellar under here. It's been enclosed. They filled it with dirt uh, from the basement, <laughs> from the rear door going all the way through the basement and filling it with dirt. Uh, because of some of the structural issues with this front porch. And so even so, there, are, there were some little, kind of like where you'd have porch skirting for uh, ventilation on a wood porch. There were just some little areas with some ventilation and a uh, little wire kind of grill, and they kept those. Um, they just closed them off from the inside. Mm. Um, uh, St. Paul's is going to go through a big, uh, major rehab of their stained glass windows. This is the biggest picture I could get just to show you that it's, it's, a, it's a, a Lutheran geometric kind of form for a stained glass window. Um, the windows will all be taken out. They will go to the repair studio. They will have all their original frames cleaned up and reglazed, and then they'll be reinstalled. And then they're going to install a product, and I can't remember what it's called right now, but it really acts sim similar to a storm window. It'll protect the windows from the outside, has a very discreet frame, but it also allows for ventilation. Um, so it's not exactly a storm window so that you don't get condensation between the two panes of glass. But they'll be just as visible as they are now, but they'll be protected from the weather. Um, we had a couple staff reviews. Um, other staff has been helping me with some staff reviews, just so you're aware. So they've been working on some of the minor reviews for the new commissioners. A minor review is something where we take the, that type of project into, instead of a specific project to the commission. The commission approves it with certain conditions. If the project meets those conditions, then staff can review it and approve it. And then we still make sure it meets the guidelines and everything as well. So this was a new stoop and step replacement. Um, the existing one was concrete, which was not um, appropriate so it will be a wood step and and stoop instead on this um four square in the um college hill conservation district this map is cut off um this project was going to come to the commission this month because they need to re-roof um i've been working with them also since like 2016. it is um the roof is deteriorating it has uh, this type of gutter that we've approved for removal recently. It's, you know, it's also called a Yankee gutter. I've recently found details, so I know how these can be reconstructed as well. At the same time, this one was way past that. It was going to come to you for the gutter removal until th research. We found that it was actually approved already for gutter removal in 2013. <laughs> but at that point in time, they <laughs> only got approval for this lower portion. 
and they were keeping the roof, but the roof needs to be replaced. So um, we were able as staff to just uh, approve the replacement of the roof. The original gutter removal uh, specified half round gutters, which is what we would recommend anytime you have to look up and see the trim there. Um, and uh, we're still working through to make sure that the, their contractor understands that. 823 Bowery, this is a project where we worked on approving some basement wall stuff and they uh, just got approval for a deck. It's a little bit interesting because they wanted a place for their trash cans along this side of the house, but our requirement for a staff approvable deck is that it's set in eight inches. So this is a actually a three foot depth, but the deck is going to be um, eight inches less than that, Three, uh, 20, 28 inches deep. But they're also gonna have a deck off the back door. Um, intermediate review is um, chair and staff. This uh, key property in the Northside Historic District, um, the commission approved a big two-story addition on the back um, last year. And um, they decided that they wanted to put an entry canopy over the rear pair of doors. And so um, they didn't have that in the original plan. So we approved that. There was a small entry canopy that's gonna be on a side door. And so they're basically matching that. All right, up next is the consideration of minutes for the August 11th meeting. Anyone have any edits from last month? If not, we have a motion. Brown, move to approve. Second. Stork seconds. All right, all in favor of approving the minutes, say aye. 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 Right. Anyone opposed? Uh, abstain. Uh, okay, we got one abstention. Mm -hmm. um, all right, the approval of minutes is approved. All right, commission discussion. We've got the Historic Preservation Awards. Um, I'm gonna take some ch chair liberty to uh, ask about an agenda item. I think we should. Sure. Does anyone? Also, I wanna say that Stork arrived during the um, public comment section. Oh, great, thank Forgot you. forgot about that. Um, anyone object to us discussing city park stuff next, city park pool next month? Not at all. And I just wanted to point out your next meeting is October 13th. There's always the possibility, if you felt like it, to call a special meeting. But looking at our schedule, we have our awards on the 22nd. And so it, it might be difficult to do that. If, I just If it did become like an urgent city council vote, you know, pending situation, maybe we could call an emergency. Yeah. We, ha yeah. we have to be able to publish an agenda. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Can the agenda be one page? It, it, it can, can be short. It just has to be up for a few days. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. And, and we, we have, have to quorum. also be able yeah. to get a quorum. Yeah. So we have to have at least seven of you that um, can attend. And are we still in a position where we will not allow remote participation? Correct. Per the governor? No, per the city's city staff. I don't think it's actually code. It's just the city's policy. Uh -huh. Um. Okay, well, I, so uh, Amy and Sherry actually emailed me yesterday and asked if we could have a conversation. I, didn't, I did not know they were coming tonight, and I emailed them today and said I'd be happy to chat. So um, I'll, I've got, I will let them know we're going to discuss it next month and maybe just keep in mind any timeline issues. Um, 
because that council meeting will be the uh, probably that Tuesday before. I mean, there will be a council meeting on that. Yeah, I think there's one the 20th of this month. Yeah, but I think it's the first and third Tuesdays, I think, right? Or the second and fourth. I don't know. Anyway. I'm not up on that. Um, okay, well, well, I'll be in touch and if we need to. I think the chair can just set a meeting if. Yeah, you can call for a meeting. If, if I, would, I would move things around for, for that. Okay, so let's see where we're at. Um, okay, Historic Preservation Awards. Okay, so. Um, What's the plan? I'm out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just want to get. Okay, so it's Thursday the 22nd. Doors open at 5. We're not going to have food. 5.30 it starts. Uh, we will have both Kevin and friends give, uh, oh, this is what we've been doing for the year. And then we'll go through the sections. And we, our last award will be um, for PS1, and there will be a video component. We still need to do kind of uh, why we're giving the awards for that, FYI. And I can talk to you about that later. Because uh, yes. I offered to write that yeah. in the opening Yeah, section. we kind of, yeah, I'll talk to you about okay. it. So um, both Margaret and Deanna have volunteered to write some. I gave, uh, so we have four paint awards. We have six residential rehab awards. We have the one new building, one commercial rehab, and PS1. So I gave Deanna all four paint ones to write, and she has written three of them at least. Yes. And I gave Margaret three of hers, and I don't know. Have you written any yet? I, no, I have them all. Like I'm looking at them. I'm working on them, I promise. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. So I gave Deanna then the new construction and uh, the commercial rehab as well. We do still have three more residential rehabs, and if you don't, think that you would get to that I have not given them to you yet then I could give them to somebody else or write them myself just I don't want to put you on the spot that's not the no, point. No it's okay I can help I've been reading through the old scripts just trying to figure out how people are pulling out right you know the parts yeah. and also I did have a question about do you put together the slides from the photos submitted so if I just write this generic thing and yes there will be slides. Okay. and it's best because at least I have found in the past that whoever presents them, for them to make sure that they have the right slide to talk about a thing adds more stress. And so it's easier to just have the script and then mark in the script places that are spaced out time-wise and just change the slides mm -hmm. so that you're not talking about the specific slide. We try to make the images so that everybody can look and see what it is, <laughs> you know, and it'll say before, during, after, that kind of thing. So don't worry about looking or, you know, if you, yeah, don't worry about having it relate to an image. So we do need to figure out presenters because we don't have Sherry anymore. I'm going to make a, a program for this. I'm just going to crank it out. I'll and be happy to present as many as you need. Okay. So we know Kevin's gonna do our introduction and probably PS1. I didn't know, did you feel like presenting it? I'm perfectly happy to do it. I was planning on attending and I just okay. assumed, yeah, I'm there for whatever you need. So. Well, you had volunteered at one point and so I gave you a section that, I mean, you could present your own things and I would, I would read it through, you know, okay, so sure. That's we great. could work <laughs> on that. So <laughs> um, 
And so I know Deanna probably doesn't want to, so. You're welcome to if you'd like, you don't feel obligated. Yeah, you don't have to feel obligated at all. Um, so we could always have Jordan do the, um, uh, the paint ones, so that's four of them. And then we would basically, if you did the six rehab ones, then we would have, it would be best if we had one person who did the new building and the brewery. And so one, either Jordan again or one new person. Whatever you need me for, seriously, I'm I, fine. I, I'd be happy to help out as far as I know I'm here then and so can do so. And if Jordan just said she'll do whatever's needed, then if for some just, reason I trip and fall and can't make it. Great. <laughs> yeah, that would work. We could do that. Just, just so I'm clear. So you're, you're finishing. You're, thank you for writing. Yes. You, and you do, you, are you, do, would you want to present or not? You don't have? Um, only if there are others who really do not want to do it. Like, I'd be okay with it. Are you thinking? Well, I just, if you didn't, I just, we could have, I just was trying to figure out, to kind of use this time to decide what, yeah. who's doing what, I think. Yeah, so. I, I want to decide right now. Yeah. So, so Deanna. Yes. You do not have to, we have other volunteers, but if you want to present what you have written, that's your call. So you're on the spot to make that decision immediately. Um. <laughs> Either one is fine. We have enough people to present. If you don't want to, it'd be great if you did. It's to it really. You can split it up. Yep. Mm -hmm. We can split it up if you wanted. We could trade words. Maybe, maybe trade it up. <laughs> no, let's up. have one person do one whole section. Yeah. 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 So if I'm, if I'm doing the painting awards, I mean, though, that would make sense for me to present those. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure, I'll do the painting awards. Okay. Just so we have a variety of faces, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then Margaret, you're doing you're comfortable doing the residential ones. And then why don't Carl, why don't like why don't we split up one of you instead of me doing introducing PS one, maybe one of you introduce the video mm -hmm. and then somebody else do the other two. The, the So Union Brewery and PS one and then what else? So we have we have the new garage at on South Summit. That's our only addition in new construction. So it would be one person, I think, doing the brewery and the and that and the garage, and, and then, then someone somebody else doing the PS one. Having never attended these in person, I'm also okay if the flow of them is easier. It's not a participation thing. So if the flow is easier with one person doing it, then that's okay too. I'm just saying, sort of like Jordan did, I'm happy to present uh, if that's helpful. I think what we've proposed is fine. I think to have. I think we need to have one person do these two categories where there's only one award. I'll take PS1 if I can just take it. Okay. Great. And then Carl. And I'll work. I'll, I'll do, figure we'll that do out. The other two. Yes. And then the PS1 is last, so it may be that, and then after the video, just thanking everyone. Yeah, somebody has okay. to say thank you and goodbye. Great. So I'll ham it up. Um, great. And then does that are we does that? I think that is it i i guess the only thing is is i we do do you do you want to try to write all of all six of those or do you should we split it up i would be happy i mean we could give me i gave you deadlines so that you don't worry that they will never appear but i should be able to crank out i mean having looked at them i should just crank out the first three get them to you get the next three so okay if i could say okay end of the day tomorrow like well i don't know what it was a good yeah. day for you like monday? i'm not in tomorrow okay so you can actually have until okay, monday okay monday <laughs> <laughs> yeah if i send it to you and then you could send me the next three and at that yep. point i'll have a formula and i'll just put it in well and there's still time if i needed to write them to do that just yeah. so you're aware great 
So Okay, so now I'm curious, have we split the writing evenly, Margaret? Because I don't want her to be overwhelmed or overloaded. I think it's okay. I mean, like I said, I was trying to figure out in the scripts what are the things you grab and how does it flow? And so I figure I'll make a formula and I'll plug in the first three and then assuming they look fine, it won't be too much of an issue to do. It's evenly split. If she does her six, you have done, you'll be doing six and I'm gonna work with Jordan on PS1. And you're gonna talk more too. I am. <laughs> with, well, with four painting awards? I think he's teasing. Okay. I think we're set. Yep. I'll just do. Just give me my marching orders, and I'll. I will march. Yep. We'll Great. get it. Great. I'm happy to help write that, Jessica. If we need to, or we can. Yeah. I'll, and I'll write the opening and figure that out. Cool. So we're not doing the in memoriam again this year. No, I don't think so. No. Um. Well, next year. I'll do it. I'll just do it all and just <laughs> present it and you can take it or leave it. <laughs> okay. okay. Any other, Jessica, anything else we need on that piece? No, I don't have anything else. Okay. Great. Um, I think that's it then, right? Everyone? We're good? Great. Time for adjournment. Do we have a motion to adjourn? Uh, Seligren, I move to adjourn. Reynolds seconds that. All right. All in favor say aye. 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 The meeting is adjourned.